What up? How's it going, Gregor? Can you hear me? I can hear you, bud. Good. <clears throat> Did you prepare the stupid news? No. I did not. I guess we will have to skip that. Yeah, this is going to be like a bad impersonation show. So Absolutely. But that's okay, because all it needs is a podcast up for metrics, I think. If you, uh, if you really want stupid news, I did prepare for you guys. <laughs> no, we're good. <laughs> I got my chicken ready. Uh, which marinade are we eating? I was, I was going to read the headlines from the Socialist Workers of the World website. I, I would love to... Uh, to do a whole episode talking about food. I, I could definitely get get into that. But it is the Star Trek podcast, so we should probably stick to some in-game content. <laughs> well, you could discuss the possible different kinds of food, everyone, and the different ways that you could prepare gach, or, um, you know, what do Vulcans eat? Do we know? <laughs> you could just read the menu I, from Taco Bell there, big. <laughs> that, I call that lunch. That's what I call Star it. Trek the Food Command. <laughs> this is so weird. No intro music, no anything, right? No. No, we're I feel, I feel like I feel like no. Yeah, just go if for it, guys. It's truly going to be like a fake kind of make fun of part like a you someone should do the beat like just but like really badly. There you go, Kark, and you can beatbox it for us. I have no skills in that subject yet. Do we have break schedule music for the breaks? And, and <laughs> Are you kidding? The advertisements? No. Nope. This ain't my job. This ain't what I do. I'm just making sure. I didn't prepare any of that. So I, I it's all on Bertalian, who's who's supposed to be the producer of the show. I, I, all I'm doing is recording it, guys. That's it. You know, it's uh, it's all it? getting done post-edit. All right. Yeah, it's canceled. It. Forget about it. No, no, no. That's I'm it. Kidding. Seriously. No, no, no. Yeah, we're doing post. So we'll just cut it apart in post. There's no worries. All right, well, it's I edited in post, exactly. That's already been arranged. I have a hard stop at five, so cool, we're yeah. Start yeah. If we're gonna go. Right, we've been we're we're rolling already, so go for it. Well, me and Gregor did. Uh, me and Greg, me and Gregor did. You know, prepare a little bit of content for today. So. Uh, you know, we're obviously filling in for DJ for uh, DJ's podcast, so he's got some real life stuff, which is surprising because I I know real life never really interrupts gameplay, right? That, there's like no way that that can happen. But uh, you know, he he said we were going to talk about chicken wings, and and I would definitely like to start talking about chicken wings. But I I do want to ask one food thing because I, I think instead of doing a server sound off like we normally do we're not we're not going to do the stupid news we're not going to do the server sound off but what i was thinking is i'm curious because i have my go-to but gregor i'm curious for you while you're playing the game what is your go-to snack like when you're when you're playing the game what's your favorite uh uh wow i don't know i don't think i have one I love like cheese and crackers. Like I like to cut up cheese crackers. Like I'm curious, what is everybody else's? Like? I don't like the idea of of touching your keyboard while you're eating. 
That's the main thing that I was just thinking. I'm going to use my phone, so it's definitely going to be something that maintains – either I can do one-handed or maintain clean fingers while progressing. <laughs> yeah. So, like, chips, like cookies. Somebody says beer and chips. Coffee and Topo Chico. Ideally, I have someone Ooh. feeding me grapes. But you So, know, you're the that's... one guy drinking Topo Chico that they keep <laughs> stocking the store oh, shelves for. Gregor, you know you drink it. Uh, I, I know what it is, but I can't stand mineral water, man. There's a lot of beer drinkers on the on the on the server, definitely. Like that's what I see a lot of beer, beer and chips, beer and chips, just beer. BSO watches porn. He said. <laughs> I believe that. <laughs> I totally believe that. By the way, they're recruiting, aren't they? They. That's what. That's the rumor. That's what I was told. That's what I've been told. Somebody said fruit. No sound after. Zero sound off. Let's just yeah, do it behind their backs. What is your, I'll tell you what. what we get, everybody has thirty seconds. We won't talk about anything. You can you can put your number up. You can say your number if you want. Fifteen. <laughs> there you go. You have to read them off, big. One hundred and forty-three. One forty-three. I don't know how to like. Man. Oh, I like the. He's impressive with how he can get everyone's names. Make a little comment. Yeah, it is. That's not my specialty. I can't read. Pictures. Maybe you, you should go back and the Hawk on 29, Jayberg on 32, Mistress <laughs> of Mayhem on I7, Hi Daglin on 32, <laughs> who Korat Demar, that's your guy, 15. Yeah, somebody from 15 from Dink. Mick Rock from 145, Bella from 27, The Wicked Witch from 15, Steven Aarons from 129. It's not even a real server. Jerry Ryan's from what? 146. How do you know <laughs> Orion Pax for 15. Vita from 131. Big Z from 20. I don't know these names. I don't read them off. Hank yeah, DM from 15. Mazdek from 32. Lady Kess from 15. I feel like this is a 15th century podcast. Yeah, that's what it is. Haven from 27. That's not a real server. Oh. That is, uh, if you have IK from nine, representing server nine. I'm from server nine. Think is from server 186. Our big country is, right? 186? Oh, yeah, that crap. He's from 15. And, uh, we got the Batman from server 957. There we go. Server sound off done. I heard he got kicked from the game. Did Batman get kicked from the game? Did he get banned? You can put a check. Somebody said he got banned. One second completed. How do you get banned from the game? Actually, no, I don't. Let's not have that. Uh, we won't talk about that. <laughs> Why should go over what we plan on talking about? So, yeah. So what we what we thought we'd talk about is like twenty seven or twenty eight to thirty nine, right? So kind of like if we had to redo it ourselves. Yeah. Would you say that? If we go back in time with yeah. everything we knew now, if only we knew now what we knew then, if only we knew then what we knew now, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So this would be like 28 to 39. If we could do it all over again, what would we do? Oh my God. ASOS is real. The dude is really doing that. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you do it. I wouldn't. That's how you get rated. 
Okay, so so we'll kind of talk about. Uh, I mean, a lot of the people here, I think, know this stuff. But for people that maybe listen to the podcast or people that um, are newer to the show or newer to the game, maybe they don't know this stuff. There's lots of content out there from other content creators. But uh, we're just going to go over, like, the basics, right? Officers that are important, ships that are important, how to spend to where you're not at a deficit forever, right? So. Uh-huh. So you're, you know, I guess we can talk about just some general stuff and start with maybe officers, right? So what are our, what are the key officers you want to invest in, save badges for, uh, invest your officer XP in? And again, we'll kind of pick up at 28 because everything before 28, I don't know. I mean, you're running around in a Kumari. The world's a different place, right? 28, you need to start having a strategy about how you're going to get to get to that G3 epic because you start to feel like that's, important in the game right you're kind of mingling in those circles now you've probably got your alliance by 28 you're in a solid alliance you're 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 seeing a lot of the g3 epics and you want to get there so so what do you start how do you start planning that right so i feel like and big and i'm sure everybody has their own feelings on this but i feel like probably the core officers that you want to focus on and that you want to max are kirk Spock, Chen and Talon, your blue mining officers, that's going to be Tapring, Stan, whoever the crystal guy is. I forget his name right now. Joaquin, Borat, Borat there you go. Joaquin and Khan. And then officers that are still tier one officers, but you don't have to worry so much about maxing out or leveling is going to be Pike and Moreau. And I feel like those are the staple officers, right? Yeah, Borat, exactly. Uh-huh. Uh, I feel like those are the staple officers. Everything I, else. I noticed one thing. Sorry. When we were talking, you know, I did when I maxed out my Pike and my Moreau. Like, I noticed I didn't necessarily kill any more Reds just from him going from a level 20 to a level 30. So, yeah, his stats go up, but. You know, if, if it's one of those things where, you know, it does cost a lot of officer XP, a lot of, you know, Federation credits, like he's not somebody who, you know, would be somebody that you have to max right away. I, like I said, I just, you know, was, you know, to like what Gregor was talking about, like having him at tier one is, is great. Like he, he's not going to work much different from tier one than he does to max. Yeah, it's really not. There's really no point in maxing Pike until way later in the game, and the, and honestly, the same is true of Moreau. Uh, so you're just after her synergy bonus, and again, synergy is that uh, when you put officers of a certain grouping together, and you mix them by having a diverse class set like engineer, officer, or engineer, science, and command, they feed into the captain's ability by a percentage, and it's a linear direct percentage that shows up in that little yellow bar between the numbers, right? So if my, if my uh, captain of my ship has a 10% chance to, I don't know, blow up the other ship in the first round of combat, and I put two officers in the sidecars, and they have 10%, each feeding him, he's going to have a 30% chance. By the way, I think that's a fantastic idea for a, a captain's ability. Like a fifty percent chance to just to just cause a self destruct on the other ship in the first round of combat, right? Something like that. I mean, it doesn't have to be fifty. We can make it like 
five percent or something, but that would well, be just delaying the round was like with the one just delaying the round is like point one percent with that one ability. So Dur says Dur says Cadet Scotty is one of those two. And I suppose so. Honestly, I feel like and, and Big and I were talking about this, it's been so long since we've been there that I you know that could hundred percent be true, right? So who would I prioritize first out of that list? I feel like that whole list is equally important. So Kirk, Spock, Pike, Moreau, Chen, Talon, your blue mining officers, Joaquin and Khan. Uh, I feel like that whole, it's, so when you say who you're going to prioritize first, it's going to depend on how you get the shards. Because you're not going to get all those shards equally all at the same time, right? You're not going to get all that stuff simultaneously. So you're probably going to end up spending on whoever, you get first right like we have a guy in my alliance on my server we just brought him in he's the son of another guy on the ser- another guy in our alliance and like in his first couple weeks of gameplay or something he got a full pike pool right son hurt i mean it's just stupid luck right so obviously it's just kind of going to depend i think on how you acquire the shards right because unfortunately there is nothing scientific about it like it's just kind of rng gods and how much they love you or not so that's and I and I guess you could put Cadet Scotty in there. I don't know. Is that is that how the community feels? Like that's a tier one, like you must have officer. Could be, could be. I, I don't it remember to be honest. Like he's getting a lot of love, but he doesn't need a badge, so he's kind of. And you should have him way before twenty eight. So. Yeah, and then and so and I've seen some other officers show up, and then and then, I was thinking like, who are the. Who are the second tier outer circle, right? So, uh, outer circle officers like uh, important, but not core important. And that's where you get to Yuki, five of ten, ten of ten, Marcus, Crass, Gorkon, Kurla, Shav, Nero. I feel like those are super important, um, but uh, not as important as the tier one officers, right? Um, they're important, and you're going to definitely use them. They're strong gameplay. But I feel like if you're if you're saving badges, those tier one officers are the ones that really, really, really you need to save those badges for. Except for Pike and Moreau, because it's really not about tearing them up, right? Um, and then once you get that core set, that that tier one set of officers, like after that, uh, am I watching? No, I'm not. I don't watch Riv. Uh, when you get that core set of officers, like after that, I mean, it's nice to have, and I would invest in those second ones after that. Agree? Disagree? Big? Other people you think are important? Oh, absolutely no. I I, I do like those. I do, you know, like. Uh, man, I feel like with the last update that Marcus has uh, become pretty big i feel like you know he didn't work as well before the previous update uh, i noticed that you know in a lot in some pvp that we've had over the past couple of weeks that um there were people who i thought man i beat them before what what just happened and you know you know marcus was like the captain was, uh yuki and marcus have become like a, a great and I actually like that combo too, like put Yuki as captain and uh, get the synergy with Marcus and she, you know, helps strip the strips the shields of your of your opponent and 
course, then if the opponent happens to be a Romulan, you kind of like get the bonus of it too. But uh, I definitely like Marcus to me is now probably one of those that's like borderlining to being like one of those tier one because uh, he is uh, a great, great officer now. Yeah, and I, I agree with you. Like, I feel like I feel like he's a PvP officer, though, right? And as much as we love yeah. PvP and as much as we think that's fun, that's not really about core game progression, right? And everybody right. on here, I mean, let's be honest, this game is about progressing, right? As much as Scopely says stop and just smell the roses and enjoy the missions and all that, it really is about progressing. So mm-hmm. that's... And, and, and Marcus really doesn't do that, but he's a great under-officer. I mean, he's a great under... He, even yeah, you know, under bridge, uh, and he's a, he's a good PVP officer, but but I but um, I don't feel like he's that core. You know, like you don't need him to complete your dailies or True. or or uh, grind stuff out or mine or you know whatever. Right? Mm-hmm. No, I I get you. No, I agree. There was somebody that was asking about him, and I was kind of answering that question as well. Gotcha. So those are that's I so I think we kind of agree that's kind of the tier one officers and tier two officers and mm-hmm. and with those officers I mean you're naturally going to acquire the other officers right you're naturally going to acquire a lot of other officers in the game through events through recruit chests through all that stuff but if you have to spin badges if you're low if you're not going to spend money on the game especially focus on those tier ones first and the tier two second because those are going to have big payoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're 28 you're probably well into those officers, right? Even at 28, you're probably a good, good ways into them. Uh, even free to play. Or, you, yeah. Even free yeah. to play. You should be setting at a nice, decent amount of officers by this point. Yep. And then, uh, and then like, again, just general gameplay, right? You should be doing your daily missions every day. Every day you should be doing your daily missions. That means your biominerals, your, so the faction ones we'll get to in a minute, but, Whatever factions, if you're single or dual, you should be doing those. You should be doing your hostile hunt. You should be doing all that stuff every day, right? I mean, it's super important. It's, and we're kind of not focusing on like, I'm going to spend a bunch of money in this game. Cause if you're going to spend a bunch of money in this game, you can play however you want because you can just buy whatever you want, right? I mean, when I say play however you want, I mean, you, you still got to grind faction rep and you still got to do that, but, but that's not most of the players in the game. So, uh, we're we're focusing on people that are maybe some spend free to play whatever right. So you're yeah. going to do those dailies, and that's how you're going to uh, progress your account because the biominerals. I mean, those are super important uh, for collecting resources. The faction credits. So outside of doing dailies, I mean, is there anything you think we need to touch on or dailies and events? I mean, on that subject, other than do it. Do it because uh, it's going to save you a ton of money or spend. I think, and I will say this with a lot of people, I find, uh, you know, obviously the, the game is really designed to be a grind. And, like, having patience is a true virtual, virtual in this game. So, you know, it's like doing your dailies every day because that's free stuff that they give you. Taking the, you know, only cashing in your officer shards when there's an event because then it's more free stuff for you or upgrading your ships when there's a ship event because it's more free stuff for you your research 
your state's an event. Like always, that that's another key that I think that sometimes, you know, people want to progress, you know, quickly, you know. But, uh, you know, I would definitely, you know, when you're doing your dailies and, and part of that grind is take advantage of everything free that they give you, you know, and, and be patient and only do those upgrades when they're when they're having an event. And and I think I think a lot of people know this already, or I think a lot of people figure this out. But you know, you sp- spending during the uh, the point level events, cycle daily events, right? So the station events, the research events, the ship events, officer XP. You know, try and time it. And there is never two days, two days back to back, where you don't have one of those events. Almost every day everything is touched, right? Almost every day there's some ship event, some station event, some research event or officer event, but never does more than two days go by where one of those things is not covered, right? Mm-hmm. Because we all are, or, you know, it's on a nine day cycle. So those things are not random. They're on a nine day cycle and they cycle through. So, uh, just save your spend, you know, like if you're, if you know, you're going to upgrade a, a station thing today, wait for the station event to pop, you know, and you'll get a little bit more payback there. The auctions have thrown off my plans for all that, knowing that they possibly have those coming. Now I've been sitting waiting forever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, the leaderboards, unless you're going to spend money, the leaderboards are hard to win, right? Uh, Lower so- categories, you do have a better chance. Yeah, I I would say if you're free to play, I don't even know if I would try to hit a leaderboard. I would probably focus on the consistent payout of just getting your stuff than trying to go after the leaderboards for spend, for spend items, right? Now, for hostile grinding, you have a chance and stuff, but for spend, I don't know. That's really tough. It's doable, I'm sure, and it's done, but it's tough. I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, go crazy there just to have a spender come in and wipe you out. Anything else about events and dailies? Uh, I guess we'll kind of touch on that a little bit later when we get into like the faction side and stuff. And I know people have a lot of feelings about factions, like dual faction, single faction. I would personally was a single faction fan. um, And I feel like post the 10 million lock, uh, it's really the only method uh, for progressing. I mean, there's some people that will, there's a few people that will, I think, argue dual faction post 10 million. But really, once you get above the 10 million mark, the only way to accumulate is through your dailies. Grinding hostels is an option in rare circumstances and for minor gains, but uh, the bulk of your points come from doing dailies post 10 million. So again, do whatever you want, uh, dual or single. But whatever you do, have you're to doing, worry about getting your rep too fast, though. Once you're post 10 million, if you get up to that 30 million too quickly, you're stuck with that's the right. four star rep or four star mine. That's right. That's right. And we're going to touch on that a little bit later, like what where, where your rep should be. Um, but uh, whatever whatever faction you go with, and and I guess we can talk a little bit about factions right now. We might as well. So. So if I was going to, uh, you know, at 28, it's still kind of, you, you should be able to double faction and collect both, both faction 
credits daily, right? And all the faction rep daily until you get to 10 million. Um, once you start getting into higher levels, like you're, once you hit 34, um, you're, I feel like you should probably try and grind Tigoker, right? To get your ROM and Fed locked in. It's the best grind in the game. It's the easiest grind in the game. Um, as far as uh, output to effort, output to repair. If you have Pike, Moreau, and Chin by that point, just grind, try Goker. Yeah, and, and honestly, I've got like 30s or 32s in my alliance for sure that are triple faction locked. But if you haven't got it by 34, it's only going to take you a week to lock it in, right? To lock in Fed and Rob just grinding Tigoker. So 32 for sure, it's absolutely doable. But uh, there is really no, do you know of a better grind in the game than Tigoker? Big? No, no. I, I still at you know forty four. I still take my enterprise there and run at level four. I still the rep payout on those veteran traders is just too good, right? Mm-hmm. So mm. they're they're pretty easy to grind, and they're um, if you have Pike Morochan, they're really easy to grind, and uh, they pay out a huge amount of rep. Like I've ground uh, feds up in level 50 space right so 50 51 surveys and they pay out the same the same reputation as the tigoker veterans so that's the kind of awkward scaling they have there uh i would jump on it before they change it yeah i don't think they're going to change it (laughs) no i don't think so either (laughs) so uh you know, I don't know. What else do you want to touch about dailies and events? I'd um, like to do faction uh, for uh, Klingon faction. The best place to do Klingon faction. Um, depends on the level. What level are you? Well, I'm almost 35. Okay. Can you, and you have Pike Moreau Chen? Yes, sir. Then I would probably grind Groombridge and start collecting some of those broken parts. Okay. All right. Um, so you can uh, start collecting the broken parts from Groombridge kind of early, build up a little bit of stock sp- stockpile. Um, Groombridge, that's nice gonna, you can, yeah, that's going to give me ROM rep, not Klingon rep, is it? It'll give you both. It'll give you both. I mean, how much, what are you, at 34, how far are you from locking in your Klingon? Uh, I'm a long way from Klingon. My ROM and Fed are locked. Okay. So if your ROM is locked, uh, so if you're grinding Romulan, um, is it uh, Altena? No, not Altena. Yeah. Hold on. Uh, There's a better area. system than Altena. Yeah. It's, uh, and again, guys, you have to forgive me because it's been a while since I was grinding the, the systems. Altenia and Terra Mineros. I'll go with that. I'll go with that. Or Yadala, Yadala. I have that in my notes for some reason. I'm not sure why. That was. Do you still use Tagoker if you're working on ROM as a solo faction post 10 million? Yes, I still would use Tagoker, but the problem with Tagoker is. Um, the problem with any rep post 10 million is. 
it's semi-useful, but once you pass about the 100 million mark, or the 140 million, your payouts from dailies go up every time you go up a rep level, right? So your rep payouts go up every one. And like right now, I'm at uh, 450, 460 million ROM rep. And just in doing my dailies, my mining and my hostile kill is like 5 million points, right? Almost 6 million points actually in rep. So to equal that in Taigoker kills is a huge amount of grinding. So just the time payoff, your real core method post or at higher uh, higher rep levels once you go past 10 million your core method is really about um your dailies right that's your you're getting the bulk of your points there um so what else do we have here i don't know it's dj why is dj asking a question are you on the are you on the show <laughs> No, he's just he's just being a uh, he's trolling. He said, yeah, "Yeah, he said he was going to troll." Yeah. Can you do dailies for other factions post ten million if you want to focus on solo rum? Uh, no. And I would say, I, I mean, you could, you could, but why would you? Right? I, I mean, <laughs> it is a billion is a long way to go, and everything else you do just extends that. Right? No. We know it locks at a billion, so you kind of want to get to that finish line as fast as possible. That's what I'm. I kind of just focus on one, and and I've just been trying to grind it, you know, and then I'll go back to it after after I you know lock it at a billion. Um, so, Jewy, if you want to grind Ferengi rep, you have to grind Think ships. That's the best place to grind Ferengi rep. Just look around the galaxy for Think ships. <laughs> And that's your best method. Um, so yeah, uh, what else about what we want to talk about? So mining, right? So mining, we've already said uh, that. Okay, so actually, before we before we get that, so you're 28, right? I don't think Scopely's announced yet how you're supposed to get a Vidar these days past the Borgark. Um, I don't know if anybody's heard that, like what their plans are for bringing that back or getting you the ability to get a Vidar again. Um, for, the, uh, for those um, that haven't got it, that you can get 50 BPs um, for those that are, I think, I can't remember, like mid-20s, I think they are, or early 20s. Is it? I, I, I don't know, to be honest with you. I don't know. I haven't seen them officially post a method for that. No, it hasn't been officially posted, but there have been people that are still getting a Vidar event, just a basic event for those that are pre. I think, I think many people I've seen is between twenty and twenty-five. But yeah, okay. there is. You have to spend resources on your uh, base. Okay, so that's good. They're giving you guys a method. Yeah, um, I have three accounts. Matt texted three. There was something in the Outlaws arc. Yeah, I had. Well, there's actually an event on my forty-three account where it. Uh, what's his name said you had to spend resources and you if you've completed it which was pretty stinking high you would get 50 bps for the uh Bidar. well i hope they keep that up because this uh i kind of want to skip up to another area big that we were talking about which is the level kind of things to focus on at level right so at level 28 you know if you have the Vidar or if you've got the Vidar. 
it's a great interceptor, right? And it and it's got a very uh, inexpensive way of leveling it up. And I, at 48, still use the Vidar, right? I use it to intercept base raids or chase people down or whatever, right? Because it's fun. Um, but it's a great interceptor. It's not quite on the scale or, or the level of the Saladin. But if you have the Vidar, it's super inexpensive to repair and, and pretty inexpensive to grind for. Even though it's a long grind, it's, it's decoupled from your other resources, right? So if I was starting over again today and I could get the Vidar, I would get the Vidar, right? And I would pass on the Saladin and probably get the Centurion instead. Because the Centurion's going to eat up your ore and gas, right? And what every player figures out post-level 28 is that Crystal becomes the number one bottleneck, right? For G3 resources. So anything you can do to kind of remove that uh, Crystal dependency is awesome. So the Centurion is a pretty valid ship. I mean, yeah, it's... Like like Mr. Big says, Centurion's rule. They're really good. They're really good ships. They don't have the PvP uh, power of the Saladin, but if you have the Vidar from the other one, the Vidar is a pretty good stand-in, right? It's not by no means an equal stand-in to the Saladin, but it's a good interceptor stand-in, right? Uh, so so I would probably go the Centurion, which is twenty thousand faction credits. It's pretty pretty easy to get if you can get several hundred a day from your faction dailies, right? So you get the Centurion, you get the Vidar. Um, by 28, I, you should have the Franklin, you should have a Horizon. And don't go nuts. You know, don't, there's really no reason to m go back and max out your Mayflowers or max out your Le Legos or any of that stuff, right? Don't be a skin collector. At 28, don't be a skin collector. Don't try and collect every ship. You're going to regret it later, right? So, so at 28, I mean, my ideal setup would be having my Horizon, my Centurion, my Vidar, and my Franklin. Everything else, you're, you're, you're going to have probably a Mayflower or something because there's no way you're going to hold back from buying a 26 ship, right? Everybody wants to get there to get their first faction ship, so you're going to have it, but don't keep pumping resources into them. Just focus on those four ships, right? And the Franklin is mostly grindable in Swarm, the Vidar's grindable in Borg Probes, and then you're dumping your real mats into your Centurion and your Horizon, right? Don't go nuts. You don't, you don't even need to max the Horizon, but I, you know, I guess if you're really limiting your ships, you can, you can max it if you want. But once you get the Centurion, the Vidar, the Franklin, the Horizon, then you're going to stockpile enough of each faction credit until you get to level 30 and you can get your faction miner, right? And that's going to be your big crystal drain for a while, is those three faction miners. The Devore, yeah, I guess you can get the Devore. I mean, the Devore is about events, right? That's really all it's about. I don't think anybody's really mining with the Devore to get Latinum to refine it. Um, it's a pretty poor time exchange. So it's really about mining Mondays and doing the mining events, which is, I think, a lot of a lot of uh, the mining event is based on your alliance, right? So it's it's not so much your um, your individual ability. There is the solo leaderboard, but the solo leaderboard is 
based around divorce payouts again. I don't know. I, I was I'm not a huge fan of the divorce, and I think it's mostly a waste of time. But uh, you know, if you want to do that, whatever, right? I mean, maybe you want to do better in mining events. Maybe you think you can beat your leaderboard, but usually those leaderboards are dominated by people that have two and three divorces at your level. So it's kind of hard to kind of hard to win on those. Um, if you're but, free to play, it can give you a, a decent amount of um, latinum just to pay for your parts and things. Helps you with that grind. Is it enough to make up the time sink, though, and the cost sink? Well, it depends on if you like mining. If, you, if you're free to play and you can throw your Devore out there for, you know, and actually, yeah. my Without brother's going free over to play, I spend a bit more than he up. does. And, well, then just that's just being active, properly crewing, you know, for highest protection and you know, keep winning the events does help, but you know, to get those parts up, but you eventually, you know, get them, it moves it up, but it's for a free to play with no source of Latin income, aside from like what they give you in the daily chest. You know, yeah. It, it, it's something it's worth, I'd say it's worth it for, you know, if, if it's your only source of Latin income. Well, I will take that as gospel because I'm neither free to play nor, nor <laughs> I do I mind with a divorce. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so if you guys say it's worth it, you know, go for it. I was already well past that by the time that the war came out. So it wasn't a huge thing for me and I never saw the value in it. But if, if you guys say it is, Hey, I believe you, uh, it, it won't cover a lot of the things that, you know, cute, you know, whales would spend latinum for, but it will cover your parts, your, your minor things that you're collecting, you know, a little bit of extra just to give yourself, you know, a little, well, the Latinum boost that, you know, covers everything. Okay. So there you go. The community thinks DeVore is a good thing for free to play or small spend, minimal spenders. Uh, so I mean, add, I can uh, definitely under, I can understand that too. You, you know, um, I think what you, what we're trying to say just to kind of emphasize the point is that really at the level 28 to 30 that you really want to, you know, take a, uh, you know, a careful approach on you know what ships that you that you want to get. Um, you know, and I know a lot of people you know love the Sally, and the Sally is definitely you know a great ship. But uh, you know, it's important that <clears throat> you know you're you're able to upgrade your miners, and once you get the epic ships, then you typically will not use you know, the Sally as much. So, you know, it's it's almost like we feel like it's better to save that crystal and use that crystal to upgrade your G3 miners as opposed to, you know, putting it into a a Sally. So you're, that, that's kind of like what we're, you know, what we're saying, like if you, we had to do it again, it would probably be the approach that we would save. And, you know, just so, you know, like I said, you make better use of, your crystal, you know, throughout, because that is, becomes like, as Gregor said, a real bottleneck, you know, down the road. Yeah. And the Sally's going to eat huge amounts out of that. Right. So again, the Sally is a great ship, but is it worth uh, slowing down the rest of your game to collect it? And I would say, no, I would say no. And it's going to put you a little behind the power curve in PVP. And by the way, this is just our opinion, right? If you love PvP, mm -hmm. if that's your thing and you want to get a salad and get a salad and do play your game however you want to play your game, 
but if you're looking at maximizing your uh, your resources, that's kind of retrospectively what we're looking at, right? So how to maximize your resources uh, so you're not so constrained later. So your faction miners are going to be huge drags on your crystal for sure. And so, uh, and they only take 15,000, uh, isn't it 15,000 faction credits to buy the BPs for the faction miner? I think it's like 15,000. It is right? fairly cheap. Yeah, it's like super cheap. And the difference is huge, right? When you start talking about base rating, when you start talking about competing in mining events, when you start talking about building up stockpiles, the faction miner is is a game changer, right? So you want to get all three. If you have to pick one to get first, it would be the Cavort, right? Because Crystal's the number one bottleneck. So building up those early stockpiles so that you can max bonus refine whenever in the world they come back around again. Uh, so that you can uh, at least two chest all your uh, daily refines. Um, getting the Cavort first is is probably your best play, right? Followed by the Antares and then probably by the Valkyries. Um, and ideally, by the time you're like, your your long-term investment in those is going to be up to tier seven, right? So one day you want to get all three of those up to tier seven with a tier eight uh, warp component because that will get you into the edge of, of deep space once you finally get there, right? That'll give you just enough warp to make it to the edge. And when your rep goes up and you are required to mine G4 and you can actually make it to deep space and mine G4, you have a ship available to do that. So if you're taking it past tier seven, there's really no value other than increasing the cargo hold, right? Uh, because we all know miners are just targets. They suck at defending themselves. So if you're upgrading it for ship power, not really worth it. Base rating is morally wrong. Wow, I just saw that. Okay. <laughs> um, but as base raters, that, I mean, yeah. <laughs> and, and this, and, and that's what it comes to. So like uh, when we were talking about doing your dailies, right? You don't get enough biominerals to turn in all three daily, right? And the two things you should be buying out of there are dilithium first, tritanium second. I would never spend on par steel with those biominerals because it's the easiest resource to rate in the game, right? It's the easiest resource. It's what it's what you're most likely going to pull the, the biggest amounts of. And, and at 28, you should be rating, right? I mean, rating is, especially if you're free to play, that is the way that you gain resources. Um, and I've got guys in my alliance that are like 28 with 2 billion parts still, all from rating, you know, uh, which I don't think I ever had 2 billion parts still level 28. Uh, I don't have it now. Yeah, so that's, <laughs> I don't, you're <laughs> such a liar. <laughs> you have 2 billion parts still in your, you know, in your, in your coin, coin. Uh, Somewhere, yeah coin jar in your car or something but the uh no one scale says it's essential he's right that that's absolutely <laughs> yeah so, so raiding <laughs> par still is the easiest resource to raid because it's the usually what people have the most of it's the thing you're going to collect the most of 
And I probably would never use those biomineral tokens or biomineral resources for that, right? Just try and get your dill and trit, dill and trit, dill and trit, right? Every every chance you get. Uh, but uh, yeah, so 28, Franklin, Vidar, Centurion, Horizon, Community, Grease, Devor. Uh, to make a comment about those biomineral refines, they're really only effective if you are using your Franklin to get those. Otherwise, you're just paying for your repair cost. So the Franklin yeah, early I, on. I would think everybody, and, and I mean, everybody should, should be, I think everybody should understand that at this point, but that's a good point. I mean, the Franklin, just like the Vidar, you, we grind the probes with those because it's so cheap to repair. Um, and that's why even when you had the Borg Mega Cubes, right, people were coming in with their pylums and Kelvins and whatever and running those Mega Cubes, but man, what a waste of resources, right? Like the Vidar, you can make 10 trips at, I don't know, a hundredth of the repair cost, mm-hmm. less than that. Um, but 30, 30, go after your faction miners. Get all three. Your target, your target goal uh, is tier seven warp uh, component eight. Um, and then we're going to get to, and, and by the way, you're, you're also collecting other currency in the game where you're doing this, right? You're collecting your daily loyalty tokens. Save those up. Use them on the 30 days. Don't, don't buy the seven days, right? You're going to get a better deal on the 30 days. Save them up and use that. Uh, the 32s is, and, and Big and I both talked about this and agree, skip the 32 rares. Don't invest in the 32 rares, right? The Borel is a fantastic ship. An awesome ship, but two more levels, you got a long road of faction credits to save up to get that G3 epic. And spending those faction credits on the 32 rares is going to put you so far behind, right? And I know there's a huge paywall between 32 and 34, and you got to get through it, uh, parse deal and even uncommons and all that stuff. But if you're minimally investing in your ships, it's going to, you're going to have such an easier time than we did, right? Because we uh, a lot of the early players these ships came out right and so we bought them because we didn't know how good or bad they were but now we know how good or bad they are and even though the brel is a fantastic ship and i love it very much i would say don't invest in it because man when you get to this g3 epics the investment's going to be huge and i love the auger but don't get the auger especially if you're free to play or minimal pay don't get the auger get the enterprise uh it's the auger is a fantastic pvp ship i can blow up enterprises with it but it's because i have it maxed and because i have the research of a level 48 and because i have maxed officers it's so good because it's just sheer power right and and the auger is a great ship by the way i'm not saying it's a bad ship pick the auger if you love the auger but the enterprise is your best value overall Easier um, to take to its potential early on rather than the auger, which you're saying requires basically all tiers, all factions of its you know, officers, research. Yeah, level, for everything for, to make it. For equal points, I mean, and again, you know, the auger does fantastic damage. It's great, but the enterprise is just a better value, right? It's a better value because it's so versatile. And the auger is not as versatile in PvP as it is in PV. Uh, and the auger is not as versatile in PVE as it is in PvP. So 
And we're talking about 180,000 faction credits, right? Now, if you go buy the Borel, it's going to take a huge chunk out of what you need to save up when you get to 34. Uh, so, again, I would say... gas that you would want to use for the Enterprise. Mm-hmm. And Borel is, if you got to get a rare, Borel's the way to go, right? But if you can do without it, do without it, man. And I, and I think you can do without it, right? You're going to be underpowered for a while, but you can do without it. Uh, so what else do we want to talk about? I think I'm going to take a break here and let uh, Big kind of talk. I needed to answer a call here, Big. So you, you go ahead and cover some stuff for a little bit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so um, I know that there's like uh, some questions that some other guys were, you know, definitely agreeing and contacting. So um, I can try to like read or if uh, people have questions that they want to ask, we'll try. Well, to, I'm, uh, I'm kind of curious about something mm-hmm. based on the fact that big skit was or not big. Sorry. Uh, Gregor was saying, um, one faction is better after 10 million and you want to go for the enterprise. What is better after the enterprise as a secondary for you to be looking at? Cause you don't want to just be stuck with Federation. What's the other one that you want to be getting up? Should I be going Klingon to maintain the crystal? Are you talking about after a G3 ship or do you mean like after you go 10 billion? Well, I guess if if you're only sticking with the one after the 10 million up until the, you are going to be hitting that point, are you not? Or do you, are you going to be able to come back and get it before you have to decide on what? Well, it locks at 10 million. It locks at 10 million. Yeah. Post 10 million. I mean, like after that. So post 10 million, if you're, if you're going to go back and do which faction next, um, I no, mean, no, not not just, coming back. Oh. Like, okay, you got everything locked. You're triple factioned. You're mm-hmm. deciding because the you know the enterprises your go to ship for the thirty four, right. right? I guess you can get that at faction locks at that point. But so, which one should you move forward to in the once you're faction locked? Once you're moving forward, which one you're is the best G4, choice? You mean? Well, if you if you want to get another G three ship, I guess I would probably do. I I personally would do the auger. Um, next after the Enterprise, mostly because, uh, I mean, the reason why people have the D4 is typically because of the impulse speed. And if you have a Vador, then you, you've kind of, you know, had that ship to replace the impulse speed. Um, and there's a lot of talk about that the D4 is, is not a good ship. And I'm not, I'm not going to, you know, say anything bad about anybody's ships or anything, but I'll say that for me, like taking the crystal and instead of spending it on the D4, I'm trying to max out, you know, my G3 faction miners uh, so that, you know, I can get up with stone and and now on a base rating, I can take 3.3 million each load. You know, every time that you're, you're rating, you're taking more and more minerals. So, you know, my, my thing is I want to get my G3 miners maxed as you know, as I can, so I would use the crystal for that before the before I I sped and got the. All right, I'm back. By the way, sorry about that. No problem. <clears throat> so there's some questions in here about uh, what's the best. So is Rom the faction to ride for G4? Uh, That's the rumor. So so Rom is 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 
the best faction until you get to Klingon or until you get to the uh, Coronar. And the Coronar is pretty good, right? The Coronar is supposedly equal to or near equal to the Pylum. But I would, and we're, I, we weren't really planning on talking about a lot of plus 40 stuff because that's just not a lot of the people in here. But, uh, you know, plus 40 stuff, you know, I've told people basically skip the uncommons. Like, so the only value in the uncommons right now is uh, warp range, but you can get that with the miners, right? So the uncommon uh, warships, I just feel like are a super bad investment, like all around. And I've got the Valdor and I've got the um, Kelvin and <clears throat> the rare definitely outstrips those both. They're cheaper to repair and much better output. Um, but yeah, you can get that with the, you can get that with the, the G4 minor, right? You can get those strong warp ranges. Um, and really, you know, uh, I, I guess we can briefly touch on this, but the warp you want to reach is 120 because that's the end of the hub systems. So there's a warp 75 G4 hub system in each faction space. And then there's a warp 120 hub system in each faction space. And once you get to that hub system and you go out to one of the spokes of the hub, you can park your ship out there. And I think the minimum warp to get back into the central hub is like high 20s or low 30s, something like that. But you can get like your horizon into the hub system and mine G4. And the big difference between G3 and G4 is not really the mining rate. Like you're going to mine G4 at the same rate you mine G3 with. With your, say, G3 faction miner, you're going to mine at the same rate. But the refines are totally different. So a minimum refine of G4 is 100K, where the minimum refine of G3 is 1750. So you got to mine a lot more volume up there to just get one refine done, one refine of the refinery done. Now they've scaled how much the refinery is paid out, but the scale of cost is also increased. So you're just going to need to spend a lot more time mining on G4. Is the primary purpose of G4 Miner just the warp range? Yeah, so as a rating, it is practical. Um, but it's not as practical as you would think, right? So you have to get to tier 5 or 6, I can't remember which one right now, to have yeah, equal... Tier yeah, tier 6 to have equal um, capacity, cargo capacity, to a tier 9 faction miner at G3. Um, and and the expense there is like ten times different. So getting there's no survey parts. So you know in G4 we switch from um, being so much about the raw refined resources to being about ship parts being the real bottleneck. So just like you had ship parts in G3, you have ship parts in G4, but now they come in uncommon, rare, and epic. And you have to refine those. You have to collect broken ones from hostels and refine those. And that becomes the real bottleneck. There's no current research in the game around survey parts, survey ship parts reduction. So right now we can get um, interceptor, battleship, and um, explorer part reduction up to like 42% or 43% is like the max right now based on where everybody's at in the game. So 43% of that comes refunded back to you when you up, upgrade a component. 
there's nothing like that for surveys right now. So they're a direct cost and they're just really expensive. They're super expensive and any money you would have, even if you max one of them out and you get it to 6 million cargo capacity, uh, you know, you're going to spend tens of thousands of dollars to get there. You probably should have just bought the RSS. So not a huge value there. There is some value on servers that have big disparity. Like if you're on a server with only a couple whales, you get one of those miners, you go up into high warp space, you mine G4 for the events, and you pretty much are guaranteed to win the solo board. And if you happen to be the only alliance or you have the majority of the people that can get up there to warp 155 plus, 150 plus and above, uh, your alliance is probably going to win the mining event because you get so many more points and the nodes get so deep. So, you know, we're used to in normal space, G3 having, you know, 10,000, 20,000, a deep node being 40,000 in G4 space, they go, uh, you know, you'll get 2.4 million nodes. They have 2.4 million ore you can mine. So you can just kind of preload up a bunch of points and then Monday, Mining Monday, turn them in, and you've got 100 million points in the mining board. So that's the that's the bonus, right? I'm not talking about myself, Key. I'm just talking about general game strategy. Um, so they're they're kind of a waste. I, I mean, don't don't focus on getting a G4 miner, except for the warp capability, right? And then you can either get that via your G4 uh, uncommon or your G4 miner, get it just where it can reach warp 120, the hubs, and then you can check out. Unless you really want to max, you know, spend money in the game. <laughs> but I definitely wouldn't get all three. I would one. I don't. I don't even think they're worth it at all. But we have a, you know, a difference of opinion on those. Yeah, they're not worth it unless you're trying to win mining events, yeah. right? And that's when they're worth it. But again, the money you're going to spend to max out those ships is so ridiculously high that if it was really about the resources, you could have just bought those. Yeah. If it's about being number one in the leaderboards, the event boards, you know, there you go. <laughs> so, uh, what kind of what kind of questions does the community have? Do you guys have questions? Feel free to. I, I wasn't super paying attention to the chat before, but feel free to ask anything you guys got. Star Fox did ask a question. He was curious if there were any lat nodes up there. There are. There are, but they're, they're kind of broken. <laughs> they're, they're, Sulaban <laughs> is still the best Latin mining place in the game, right? Uh, when I say in the game, I mean in the normal game that you can reach, right? I'm not talking about luck behind warp tokens. Um, in the normal game you can reach, Sulaban is the best place to mine uh, Latinum, as far as I know. No, that's the best place. In in deep space, all the lat nodes, it doesn't matter whether it's the warp 75 cluster or the warp 120 120 cluster, uh, they only mine like 6,300 per hour without 6 of 10. So uh, there's plenty of nodes in the lower space that mine much better lat than space lat nodes. Yeah, and Tavi Moza has a question that says, DJ's plan about using all faction credits towards officers is a sound plan I'm following at the moment. That's a that's a totally sound plan. The only the only caveat I would make to that is 
make sure you've banked enough faction credits to buy the BPs of the ship that you're going after, right? And and what we've been talking about is targeting your spend. So <clears throat> don't don't plan on buying more than one G3 epic. Don't even plan on buying a G3 rare unless you really want it. I mean, I always say do whatever you want makes you happy in the game, but it's going to be an expense that's not going to pay off well. But so if you're going to say you're at 32 or you're at 30 today, you've got your faction miners, you want all three of them. You got all three faction miners, which is a pretty small spend at 15,000 faction credits. Mm -hmm. Then start saving. If you're going to go for the enterprise, save the Federation credits for that enterprise so that when you get there, maybe you don't have to spend anything. You have all the faction credits to buy the BPs outright. And then you can use the other faction credits from the other two factions to get those recruit chests going, right? And then you turn those in and you start getting transporter shards and you use those towards Pike if you don't have them. I yet. plan on getting a full drop, you know, a full pull. So that's my plan. <laughs> Yeah, and that's that's a perfectly good strategy. I mean, you can hope you can hope to pick up the Enterprise through the Epic Armada directives, but I would say uh, that's probably not a very sound plan. I think what's also you know great about DJ's plan for the officers is that you know officers are research. It doesn't matter what ship you have. You know, officers are research. You're going to use all the time. You know, the ships are going to come and go, and you're going to change based upon, you know, your strength and as your ships get stronger and new ships get introduced. But, like, you're always going to use those officers. You're always going to use that research. So that's always good. So, uh, so Tavi, Tavi Moses says, I need to boost my officers. I'm a level 31 whose ships need to catch up. So my, my argument to that would be, Tavi Moses, if you get Pike, right, if you can get Pike, your ships don't need to catch up for the PVE game. Your ships are balanced by the ability of Pike Morochen or Pike Morotalon. So all you need, to, you can run your Centurion from level 28 all the way up till you get your G3 or G3 Epic with the right crew, right? And that crew being Pike Morochen, Pike Morotalon. If you get those people, you'll be able to grind out all of your faction dailies, all of your swarms, all your stuff, just fine. Now PVP. If you're after PvP, that's a different story, right? Then it's about collecting the most powerful PvP ship, which is going to set back your plans for saving those resources. So, so this is a longer play, right? This is a longer play for, for getting to your G3 Epic and having the resources and the ability to upgrade it and then start stepping on people's throats with that versus trying to compete at every level. Right. If you try and compete at every level, it's expensive. If you try and target levels that you're going to compete at, G3 Epic, you're going to be at it for a long time. Um, that's that's kind of a longer play. A Max Muro officer increase killing red. I don't. I don't, I'm not sure. I really understand that one. Are they at, at maxing out Moreau increased killing the number? Of I hear they fixed the glitch, but there is a maximum that you can cap out your mitigation at, and that does get reached. I think she's safe to tier maybe once, like put one badge into her, but I don't think anything more than that is needed. But I think there was some research done that we can look back on. Yeah, so all right, Maxi Moreau doesn't make a huge difference, right? Um, or because, Pike. yeah, and Pike, definitely not, right? Get him level, get him to level five, tier one, you're fine for a long, long, long time. 
uh, and the seventy the seventy percent mitigation. It, a lot of it depends on how you're what you're fighting, but getting to that mitigation level um, or getting near that mitigation level is not super hard, right? Um, if you have decent underdecks and decent research, oh my god! So let me just That's post the world in there, okay? <laughs> uh, so that was a long post. Um, I, I feel like I would need time to dissect that. Um, so Omicron says I'm level 34, getting close to 35, but not planning on getting to level 39 anytime soon. Have an enterprise. Super close to having an auger. Given that I'm not in a hurry, good to get the auger. Um, I feel like I would focus on just getting my enterprise as high as possible. Um, the auger, again, I go back to, depends on your play style, right? If you just get a lot of fun out of PVP and that's what you like doing and you want the auger, get the auger, man. It's whatever makes you happy. But if you're focused about maximizing your investment, um, I would get the enterprise at a high tier, um, and that way you're doing more impact on armadas. You're running higher level armadas with your alliance. You're collecting those armada directives that you can turn in and maybe start cashing in at 36 on some jelly BPs. And so it's all about creating that next game plan. And I think the next game plan for you is going to be the ISS for sure. Um, even though it feels like it's a long way off, it's going to be even longer if you burn all those resources on the auger. <clears throat> ISS jelly, is it worth rushing to? Um, no, because you're rushing to level 39. And I don't know what level you are right now, Jerry Ryans, but rushing to 39 is super expensive. And it's so much, you have to catch up in so many other areas of the game. It's, it's um, you know, if you rush to 39, you're going to be spending a lot of money to just catch up. So I wouldn't rush to the ISS Jelly. Um, I mean, if you were like 38 or 37 and you were powerful for 37 or 38, sure, I guess, you know, but man, you have to be really close. Otherwise, it's so expensive. Does that, um, sorry, guys, I'm kind of slow reading all these back and forth here. So he skipped his jelly. So, if you go to 45 and skip your jelly, you're actually doing yourself a huge disservice because I don't know what ship he's using. Um, essential for dark space. Yes, the ISS jelly is going to be, even at 48, I still use my jelly all the time because it's so cheap to repair, right? Again, yeah, compared if, if, to you, the other ships. if you have no... Yeah, it is hard to talk and read, super hard to talk and read at the same time because your brain's trying to do two things at once. But if you have uh, if you have no qualms just dropping a couple hundred, few hundred dollars a day on packs, right? If that's your thing, then sure. Maybe you don't. Maybe you just drive around in a Kelvin all the time, right? But if, I, I'm assuming most of the people listening to this are not those people. So that's not going to be a good strategy for you. It's way too expensive. So the jelly is really effective, a really effective ship at what would you say less than 10% of the repair costs of the faction uncommons 
and that's a huge difference, right? So you're talking about yeah. a tier. I mean, I can tell you right now, tier 11 jelly is like 20 million trip to repair. A tier seven Valdor is 340 million trip to repair. And you don't get anywhere near that from your dailies. So yeah, it's not, it's not skipping the jelly, I think is, is not even good gameplay wise, right? I mean, it's just, it's a really effective ship. It's awesome at Armadas. It's awesome at PVP. Uh, is it as good as, as the other G4 rares? No, but it's supposed to be that transition ship. So, uh, Burn Like Ice asked if the jelly was essential for dark space. Um, and I, I kind of feel like it is because it, it has a higher warp range than your, your other G3 ships, so you're able to get there. Um, but, you know, if you're comparing, especially if you're grinding rep, if you're comparing the jelly compared to the Enterprise, it's the same thing. The, the Enterprise is a lot cheaper to repair. Plus, if you're grinding rep, you get the boost for using a Federation ship as opposed to the jelly. You don't get a boost in killing the hostiles for rep. Um, but um, I would say that it's definitely essential for dark space just to, you know, get up there and, you know, uh, some of the events like the Battle for Glory where you're going to kill, you know, 47s, you know, if the higher tier jelly obviously enable you to kill more of those than your epic ships will. Um, but the, the same thing, it, there is a cost to that too as well, depending on like Gregor was talking about with, uh, with the G4 rare. There's a, a cost, you know, to using that as a jelly. Yeah, I agree. And I and even the G4 rares are, are insanely expensive to repair. Right, so they're still in the 300 plus million tritanium, uh, multiple million dilithium. Um, the the bonus to them versus the jelly is the speed up repairs, right? So because the jelly is an independent, you don't get the faction repair speed bonus. So where uh, jelly might be, you know, a higher tiers one day of repair time, the even more powerful G4 faction rare is eight hours right so you're going to use more uh, repair speed ups on the jelly uh, than you will on the more powerful faction miner but other than that it's 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 less than 10 percent of the repair cost so uh, that's the huge difference anyways my time's up here big i gotta i actually had a hard stop at five so i gotta get out of here yep i know you're doing your work thing so i'll probably like uh we're just gonna i'll do some of the uh questions that we had talked about uh, just ask those uh, thoughts are. But that's cool. Sounds good. I'm surprised yeah. DJ's not on. He should be off work by now. Um, he, he has posted. He posted some stuff. So he's been in and out. Yep. You guys take it easy, and I will chat with you later. Bye-bye. Yeah, I'll see you both. He's, great trying, so. he's probably job. trying not to steal any thunder, you know, letting you guys. <laughs> I actually am listening. Uh, I, I, I have been listening, and uh, hello, everybody. Appreciate you guys hanging out. I've actually really thoroughly enjoyed this conversation, and I know that you guys hadn't originally planned on doing a lot of G4 because Gregor had talked to me about, you know, we're going to talk about, you know, the 27 and the, and the rate of spend. <clears throat> Excuse me. But, guys, I've been fascinated by this because this is an area of the game 
a lot of us don't have experience in. So it's actually really cool to hear Gregor and Big talking about some of the experiences that we can have coming up in the future. I know that wasn't really your intention, but I've been thoroughly fascinated by it and, and plan on keeping some of this information on tap for the time that we may eventually be able to get into that G4 space. Like, for example, you had mentioned a thing that I took away, 120. So what's the best way to accomplish Warp 120? Um, it, it doesn't seem like the minor would be, because a Warp 120 G4 minor, big, that sounds really expensive if there's no parts yeah. help and, and, and no, that sort of stuff. Yeah. So you can take that investment, you know, to me, you would take that investment in buying those packs. If you invest it in your jelly, your jelly will get to Warp 120 at, uh, I think it's Tier 9 or Tier 8 with Scotty. Um and the the thing about those clusters, the same thing that's in the Warp 75 cluster and the Warp 120 cluster, you just have to get one ship there. And then once you get that one ship there, you know, you port your base to one of the hubs that's around it, and then all of your ships are free to move around, you know, like Southwest. It's You're free to move, you know. And uh, you can take a ship and all the surrounding – the center system has – the mineral, whether it's gas or, or crystal, depending upon the faction. And then the outside spokes have Trent, Dill, Steel, Lat, you know, your choice if you want to mine those. But you basically house your, your base there, shoot all of your miners to whatever system, and just, you know, just mine. So there's, there's, there's two, like I said, two clusters. There's a Warp 75 cluster. And I move, yeah, with, with the math. Make sure you have your math. A Warp 75 cluster and a Warp 120 cluster. So that's the first big takeaway that I've gotten big, is that 120 is kind of the destination. But that's a long ways off and a lot of dollar bills away. The second thing that I take uh, from this, I believe, is the allocation of materials. I was actually surprised to hear that you guys doing it all over again would skip the mm -hmm. Sally. Uh, that, that was surprising for me to hear because it's, I see a lot of players who say that the Sally is kind of the ship that can carry them forward uh, all the way to the Epics, maybe better so than the Centurion. Do you feel that a Centurion at, say, Tier 7 or Tier 8 is capable of, of doing the same thing that the Sally can, like carrying you through your dailies, carrying you through your hostile events, carrying you through your battle for glory and your faction hunts? Is the, is the Centurion capable of doing it? The Sally can't all yeah. ship? As long as, you, as long as you add Pike, Moreau, and Chen, it, it, it's going to do that. You know, and then you save the crystal for the, uh, you know, the faction. Mark. Yeah, that's the other thing. You actually said get the Vidar as well. So the Vidar's a pretty good replacement well, for yeah. the Sally. And then the third thing that I want to clarify or, or third thing that I took away, which actually hurts my heart big, because you know I've, I've actually been talking about this. You know, I do have <laughs> my first epic. I've got my Enterprise, uh, and I've been telling you guys that I kind of want to be saving for my Augur. Now, I put my plans for Augur on hold to get to the officers. You're telling me big that officers using that officer, uh, if I have one epic, if I've got one epic right now, 
then my goal would be to sink everything I've got into officers to get them maxed so that post 10 million, I don't need faction credits for officers. Yes. That, that was, that was, that's what my goal was. And that's how I would suggest doing it. Cause I think it's, it's the cheapest, most economical route. Is there an easy way to obtain faction credits other than from dailies once you get the post 10 million or, or is it just packs? Um, I mean, I guess you have Armada chests. Yeah. You've got, yeah, we have the, yeah, the, the epic Armada, Armada chests, the, you know, doing the, you know, doing the dailies and, but like I said, I don't collect the Romulan or the Klingon ones because I, you know, I don't want to focus anything that's going to negatively impact my ability to get to one billion. I'm just trying to get to the one billion mark as fast as I can on the on the Federation. So the only real way uh, to obtain faction credits without the dailies then uh, would be like Armada chest and faction hunt, right? Yes. Yep. Impacts, but but so yeah, know, I guess the, the like I say the thing that hurts my heart is. I have been kind of wanting to get an auger. So I've got the Enterprise. I've been shooting for an auger, but now I'm hearing that maybe a second Epic is not necessarily worth it. But let me ask you this. Is there a major need for ore in the game post-level 40? Three-star ore, I might add, because obviously the four-star no. ships are doing their own thing, and the jelly doesn't take anything three-star. So if, if for a lot of us, we may be building up big loads of of ore is the intention of holding back on the auger just to save the credits for say like the pylum or g4 ship or what are we supposed to do with the ore yeah no that would be it would be saving the credits to max out you know those romulan officers and then for those g4 ships if you're going romulan if you're not then after you've got your officers where you want them, then go back and maybe, you know, get an auger if you want one then. But I would do the officers first. And so in my, in my position, in my position, one, one last question, and then I'll shut up because you guys have been doing a great job and learned so much. So if, if my plan is to try to do like Gregor suggested, skip the 42 mm -hmm. uncommon, go to the 46, rare and you guys are saying right now that it seems like uh based on the testing that that Scott and some of these other guys in the vip discord have done that the romulan faction is pretty stout in the g4 ships yeah. so the pylum that's the romulan rare correct yeah um and so yeah. should i be saving my faction credits for that even though i've got a boatload of ore should i save my faction so, credits for that pylum Here's one other thing that I that I'm pretty sure that hasn't been discussed about the G4 rare ships is that just like uh, with your research, you get to bump and rep with five of ten. You get to bump and rep with um, you know the the research for both you know devotion. There's also the rare ships get a 50% increase in rep as well. So when you get to the 440 million rep and you're thinking, oh, my God, I got to go another 560 till I get to a billion. Well, like Gregor was talking about, you know, just going your daily, you're getting, you know, five to six million just from completing your dailies. 
And then if you use that ship, which I don't know if I'm going to, but I'm just saying if you use that ship, you also get a 50% increase in the rep on the hostiles that you kill. Now you can basically get seven to eight million a rep a day with no grinding at all. So, you know, when you're looking at 560 million rep at eight million a day, I think that's only like 70 days. So literally you could be, you know, go from, you know, glorified to, you know, the one billion mark in less than two and a half months. So uh, that's another plus that those rare ships had, those 46s, and then they will make it easier if you get one of them and you decide not to get the Epic and maybe you go, you know, re-grind the other, it will make grinding a lot easier, you know, down down the road too. So another benefit of having that, that ship. So the faction credits, the biggest reason that you would suggest possibly saving those is just yeah. because you can accomplish the rep a lot faster than you can accomplish the faction credits. What is the cost of the pylum in faction credits? Uh, 507000 Yep, that would do it. <laughs> that would do it. And I believe so, the epics are over a million, but I don't know. I, I mean, I'm not sure. Maybe somebody knows. And also, DJ, don't forget uh, your Vidar. Once you tear that sucker up to tier nine, you're getting what four hundred and fifty faction credits per day in the uh, faction store for that thing. Oh yeah, I mean in the board research. Yeah, I mean you, get, yeah. you can get the credits in the board research too. Okay, well thank you for answering my questions. Getting more big. than that actually uh, as well. Sorry. Yeah, I appreciate that. I'm going to step back out. Uh, and, and do a little bit more, but I'm going to turn it back over, of course, to Big and Gregor, who have done a great job. Thank you guys for filling in for me, and I will continue to listen in with <laughs> extreme curiosity. So, actually, I do want to – I know that there's a lot of people who uh, are in the chat that are admirals, and I was curious, like me and Gregor were talking about, uh, like, for our Discord page – and, or for, like, our alliances, uh, we kind of do things um, like we do, uh, especially in my leadership, like we do weekly voices um, where we kind of, like, get together and talk about game strategy and, and some other things. I'm just curious, like, what other people do, you know, to kind of build, what other admirals do to build, you know, kind of like that community within your alliance. So um, is it just strictly that they use like Discord, um, which we use Discord for a variety of reasons. Um, you play checkers. Oh. So we use uh, Discord for things to talk about with, like, crew help, ship help. Like, we have, you know, separate folders that help with, you know, gameplay that, you know, people can go in and kind of get information on armadas, uh, Borg armadas, mud armadas, ship help, crew, like, all of those things. So I'm just kind of curious, like, what are some of the other things that, like, other alliances do? And if, listen, I, I want people to come in voice and, and kind of share, like, their experience. 
Hopefully we don't have shy people. Okay, well I can't let dead dead silence go on. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, guys, uh, yeah, your mics are potted up, guys, so feel free to jump on. We have a few activities that we've been working on. Uh, we got a guy does some cool shit. Oh, stuff. Like, what do you guys pretend? <laughs> they're looking for a song. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not going to happen. Not going to happen. <laughs> um, one thing I will say very quickly regarding the faction credits, though, as well, with the Borg probes, you'll notice as well the new Stellar Research gets you more credits as well. Um, with the independents and various others from your probe. So there is a possibility that we, you know, if that mechanic's working at the moment, there may be, there may be a chance that they bring it in later on as well. Reptu mm. says that they rain. We do a lot of rain too. I think, I think now more than ever, I think, I know that this has been talked about on this podcast several times that raiding truly is a a team sport you know and then it takes a you know a whole alliance one is just to like fill the system up you know like on server 15 like there are a lot of alliances that love to jump raids and you know come in and, and steal your raid so if your alliance doesn't come in and fill up that that spot like you you have a good chance of of losing that raid so i don't i don't think i think the solo raid is you know definitely not the way to go i think it's definitely a, a team team uh a team activity although you know i know that there's a lot of people feel like raiding is unjust not not good well you can also do solo raids it just depends on the time of day you do it or night Nighttime, definitely. Uh, I definitely feel like there's, you know, definitely more people on, you know, during the day than that. That uh, we have somebody on our server who wants to move to the West Coast because he feels that raiding is better on the West Coast than it is East Coast. That's where I'm at. I'm over here on the West <laughs> Coast, and what was it? Uh, four or five days ago, I raided a billion steel, three hundred million trit. And forty million in dilithium took me a couple hours, but I got it. I would say, oh man, that, <laughs> on server fifteen, I think it would be hard. It'd just be crazy to think somebody would spend you know three hours raiding a base and, and be uninterrupted. <laughs> well, for my has the advantage. Yep. Well, yeah. for my server, uh, roughly about one a.m., two a.m. Pacific Standard Time. My server is almost dead. Oh, how many that's... players on your server? Um, probably three hundred to a thousand are active ish. There was really nobody else raid. in your alliance that helped you with the raid, right? <laughs> Bring in your buddies. There was nobody on, so I just I cleaned it. Share cleaned house myself. Oh, yes, yeah. uh, recruiting if you need an alliance. And you're complaining about that? I don't, I don't, I don't understand what the problem is. You got to clean it out yourself. That means you come out with a lot. 
Yeah, I'm not going to complain. Yeah, he was just, uh, you know, kind of, I find it fascinating because it's definitely uh, a team sport, you know, for us. Like, it's, you know, a live thing. And, um, you know, we, yeah, it's, it's a team sport, but if you don't yeah. have anybody on that's willing true. to help you out, yeah. it, it is all for you. Nobody's well, I think away. a lot Nobody's of it is away. how how big is the rate? I mean, if it's a smaller base with not a lot of resources, solo two people, fine. You get a big boy, you got to have some help. Got to drag it quick before they wake up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Clean house as fast as you can. All right, big country, I got a question for you as an, uh, a vice admiral of an alliance. Uh-huh. All right, so we actually are having a numbers problem. So we're suffering from alliance-based events, Cal, and these other events that require a lot of uh, alliance participation. So how many people do you guys have in the alliance? Uh, the alliance size is 72, but we only got 52 people in it. Okay. So our alliance is uh, predominantly free-to-play. Uh, many of you have seen Hero One, who actually listens to this show because I convinced him to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, so we recently merged with another alliance of relatively passive players. So we cleaned out all the terracotta warriors, as I used to call them, excellent warriors in, in show, but you know, in reality, there was plenty of room to merge this other alliance in. And then uh, we unfortunately had a couple of wars uh, pretty quickly back to back. We're we're an alliance that has never shied away from war. Uh, We always defend our players. We'll fight tooth and nail until the end. We'll kick all your miners off their minds just to drain you and bleed you. And we've actually put a couple of alliances out of business over over the, the months that have gone by. But our numbers are so low. Uh, we've got room for 21 different players. So on server 20, Rev Deuce is very familiar. Um, we currently rank in Alliance events at like level 26. We so, need to, we need to do better. Right. So do you guys, I mean, I'm assuming so every, when you have an event and you're looking at the Alliance scoreboard, like you could see who is participating in your alliance. Yes, absolutely. And, and uh, Hero, Hero does a couple of screen grabs through those just to kind of track it. We keep a spreadsheet just to see who's participating, not. But Hero is horrible at recruiting people, and I recruited half, at least half of the people we merged into this alliance with Hero. Were he's admiral, I'm vice admiral because of a merge. Mm-hmm. So I just don't – the where I always used to get people to recruit them was from dead bullshit alliances that right. have a level 14 admiral, but they've got three or four guys that are worth a damn. So I always right. was able to grab them. That's how I built I half you. the alliance I merged into it. And you're just finding out wells kind of run dry. Yeah, I mean the the lay, the great players in a dead alliance are kind of a dead thing on server twenty. So I've never been able. To, I mean, I'll reach out to people if I see them, but getting new people into 
a good size Alliance Max, I would love to fill the extra 20 positions so we can finish Gao and do other things. Um, I mean, so for me, and, and, um, and so it, like you said, you guys merged together. You were the admiral of, of one alliance. How many people were with you when you guys came over? I probably brought in 35 active players, but all free-to-plays growing. Right. And then he had his 25, 30, 40 people, mostly free-to-plays and growing. So our the okay. predominance rank, uh, level in our alliance is power-wise – six and a half mil to three mil and okay. level 28s to the highest guy we got is a uh, 34, 35. Well, I would say that I think that, uh, you know, a lot of people in the, in the things are chatting. I think if you have 30 to 40 active players that for the most part, you will finish all the Alliance events. Um, yeah, on our cow list, I mean, if you participated and you got 400 points, I needed right. 40,000 from you, not 400. Gotcha. Um, so for, for me, like, like we started, you know, I started at, you know, like nine people, and we didn't necessarily merge with I started seven. Huge... Seven. Well, we didn't merge with that. I, I just... To me, I think it's better to grow slow over time. And when you're taking, you know, 30 people and 40 people and then you put them together that maybe you don't get a chance to mesh and maybe there might be some right. Right. disinterest from, like, some of the people because maybe they don't like – I, I don't know. Non-PVPers. Right. No war. Right. I mean, we had a double war, so we lost, like, 15 people during that war. I mean, it's. Uh, I always found it to be a well. What worked for me, as for me, was a it was a slow ad. Like we only would add one to two people over uh, a week or two week, you know, time. So I, I think that that helps keep the community, the camaraderie, continuity. With the, with the team, they continuity. mix in well. Yeah, and and you may have to look at. And, you know, obviously, I mean, you got to – but you may have to look at, like, going back to the drawing board and saying, hey, especially if the other admiral is not helping you with with recruiting. It's not a not not help. He's always trying to recruit, but he's just not good at it. Good at it. And I'm I'm good at at grabbing, you know, that guy really feel that doesn't work well. Gotcha. So, yeah, that, uh, I was, that's a slow lucky grind. We you're, haven't done. You're talking, you're talking ten to twelve weeks at that pace. Uh, it, it but it's. It, I think it's well worth it at the end. You know, it's it's like a long term thing. How are mergers? I mean, we just went through a merger that didn't go well because war came along. Oh, I when like merging with another alliance. We're talking about server mergers. Oh, I think we've lost him. Don't quite know what's happened to his connection now. Okay. <laughs> I got Sorry, the same I, issue I, going on. Discord in, booting. In a similar alliance. Very similar. Raiders asking, um, how do you organize a large alliance so that no one gets unnoticed during the Armada events? We have 76 players and so Sorry, I'm back. I got booted. Oh, <laughs> 
No, but I mean, we're right now trying to talk to one of the bigger alliances on our server who doesn't have the room to absorb us, but it might be a secondary uh, version of the, you know, a B level of the ser- of the alliance, this sort of thing. Somebody talk. Yeah, I think big big countries having a couple of connection problems by the looks of it. I can't hear him coming through. Oh no, through. I, I was. Uh, oh, is he busy reading? Yeah, we okay. can hear you now, mate. So Prater was asked. I was just trying to read something that Prater at. He asked uh, on how do you uh, organize or with a large alliance so that no one gets unnoticed during things like Armada events. We have seventy six players in a space alliance, several on our waiting list. But we are now finding that organizing them for Armada has becoming chaos. Um, so Prater, are you saying like the highs and the lows, like getting them all in a uh, in an Armada? I think just so people aren't missing out. I think that's the main thing, but. The big thing I say is to our alliances, if people feel like they're getting missed out, just speak up and, or let a couple of us know. Because there's a couple right. of us that in alliance run, run or kind of org- organize people in a sense. You know, if, people, if a few people are running a martyrs, we kind of just like keep in the watch and see who's who's out and around. Um, but yeah, this is what I say to our alliances is just, hey, you know, if you feel like you're not getting enough, just let us know. Then we can actually make some and run some for you. So, can you hear me? Yeah, we can. Yeah. I think most people, most alliances are the same, aren't they? As long as they know, they'll happily run smaller armadas or, you know, let let a couple of the smaller players in. I don't think that's ever a problem, really. Um, like, like, there are times when even I feel like I've missed out on armadas and stuff like that. But, you know, I've got 5,000 uncommon Armada directors because I haven't been able to run Armadas during an event, whereas everyone else gets to start them. But you know that's just that's just the way it is. <laughs> hey guys, are you able to hear me? Yeah, yeah, we can hear you. Yeah, we can hear you. Awesome. I was just gonna make a comment towards running the, a large alliance. Um, we're fortunate that we have a very solid active alliance with seventy six members. Um, one of the biggest things that we've learned is communication. Um, sometimes, you know, you've got to communicate to guys who aren't, you know, picking up their end. Sometimes you've got to communicate to the guys that are showing, you know, they're excelling very well. You're going to say, hey, look, you did great. You're a 28 going to 29. You're full afraid to play. Keep it up, you know. Communication, but listen to your guys. If you've got a smaller alliance and you're trying to recruit people, sometimes the lower-level players are going to develop friendships and relationships with other Alliance members who are good people, good players. So listen mm-hmm. to your guys if they're saying, "Hey, I talked to so and so. I talked to him for last month. He's a real good guy. I think he'd be a great asset." Talk to him. You know, listen to those guys, and don't be afraid to tell guys. You know what? You're not performing. I'm sorry. You're a great dude. I like you, but you're not helping our alliance. And we have a mission goal. We want to win events. You're just not there. I'm sorry. I gotta let you go. Gotta make space for somebody. Right. Uh, going to step it up. I mean, give them a warning. Yeah, this is a warning number six or seven is the problem. Right. Now, hey, I mean, we, we do the same thing. We we kind of, we we have somebody who keeps a spreadsheet and we we write down, you know, who's, you know, we kind of, we don't use the numbers. We just, 
all the people who participate kind of get a star, and then we write down the bottom 10% in the GPOs. And then if there's a pattern over four or five weeks, um, and they haven't posted, we also have a time off room. So if they haven't posted, say, hey, you know, we got a couple of members with, you know, corona, unfortunately. We have some members who are attending to their sick parents, or we have members who are in the process of selling their house. Like, there's there's stuff that comes up. I mean, we all know real life comes in. So uh, I'm definitely not a knee-jerk reaction. We have very little turnover, so I, I'm kind of blessed with that and think that we have very, very little turnover. Um uh, but we, you know, we'll say, hey, listen, um, most of the time it's kind of like, you know, if I have to do a warning, and they normally, at this point now, but I'll do a warning, but they'll normally PM me and say, oh, no, listen, I totally get it. And I'm normally like, hey, listen, look, if, if, if your gameplay changes down the road, you know, let me know. And, you know, but a lot of times they'll even volunteer and say, hey, look, you know, give my spot because, you know, we do have a waiting list to, to join the uh, to join the alliance, um, so you know, but I'm, you know, we're in a unique situation there, and I know not not everybody's in that situation, but uh, no, I think you definitely it's, you know, I think you find out that if you're respectful to people and it's a private PM, not like in alliance chat or on Discord, you know, where you're like, hey, listen, I noticed that your scoring in the event has has dipped, you know, is there anything that's going on? Do you think you'll be able to step the game back up and, and kind of see what they say? And, and more often than they're normally like, oh, you know, yeah, i got to take a break. You know, you got to keep in mind, too, that you've got different kinds of players. Um, you can yeah. track that. You can yeah. track the PvP stat. You can track the mining. You can track, you know, how many alliance helps they send. And you can get a pretty good idea looking at hostiles killed like what kind of a player it is. So sometimes you need to encourage a player who's got 700 PvP kills and your alliance average is, you know, 10,000. So you go and say, hey, you know, we feel that you're maybe missing out some aspects of the game without playing PvP. Is there some way we can, you know, help you in doing that? Or on the complete flip side, you might have a player who doesn't say anything in AC, doesn't score on the board very often. It's always a minimum amount just to get the points. But when he does show up, he ends up in GEC insulting people, and you're sitting there with this guy representing your entire alliance who doesn't contribute to the alliance. So sometimes you got to, like, make your decision on what kind of players you're going to keep around. Mm -hmm. So, I think, what was that? I think I cut somebody else off, though. But, yeah, if it, if it comes down to the communications key, if you want to keep a, a strong alliance, um, you've, you've got to you've got to work as a team, you know. There's a mm -hmm. certain level of commitment you need to ask for if you're a number one or a number two alliance in the server. They're it's it's completely fair to ask for that for for some sort of a commitment level. Mm -hmm. Hey, big, do you guys yep. uh, require Discord? Uh, we do not. No, we don't. We don't have any requirements uh, like that. We just we do encourage it, and I think um, I would say we have eighty. <laughs> uh, he's lying. We do not have. Don't don't start that one. That that's how we started. I mean, it's a great <laughs> it's a great communication tool because the game sucks so bad at that tool. Yes. So, but we we have eighty two members in our alliance, 
Um, so we, I would probably 70 of them are on Discord, about 12 are not. That's fantastic. Um, so we're, we're, you know, we're fortunate, you know, with that. But, the, you know, I do a lot of PM chat. And, um, yeah, that's how know. I got away with all my recruiting was direct PM chat. Yeah. So sometimes it's okay if, if you're the admiral to be looked at as um, kind of the parent and you use your commodores as like, you know, the older brothers and sisters who are, you know, if, as the admiral, you might say to a commodore and say, hey, you know what, so-and-so isn't quite performing. You want to talk to them and say that, you know, the, the admiral might be looking at them, that they should maybe see what they can do to help. And then that way, it's kind of a third person. It's not like a, a direct attack. They wouldn't see it as a direct attack against them for their play style. They would see it more of a helping hand. Mm-hmm. Um, as an admiral, sometimes you sound like you're coming down pretty harshly because after you've dealt with 37 or 30 other players, you kind of right. a little bit short. <laughs> right. <laughs> you, you deal with your alliance as much as other alliances. So you end up finding yourself right. responding very shortly with people. So it's good to have communication with your leader group and say, look, I guess I'm, I'm too tired of dealing with this. I need one of you to step up, you know, and help, you know, Jar Jar Binks over there or whatever. Get help get <laughs> right, some of the stats back up. You know what I mean? Like, you got to just play it. So, like, they're going to approach that player and say, hey, you know what? You know, the Admiral's looking at you. He, he's kind of thinking you might be on the cutoff list. You know, I want to see if you can pick it up. Is there something I can do to help you with that? So in that way, the Commodore is, you know, helping step up. You've got to make your alliance appealing. Um, there's three main events, you know, the hostile grind, there's uh, a mining event, and then there's the odd PvP. PvP is more of a, just an open type event, not so much of a scopely event. But you got to make your alliance attractive. Are you got strong PvP? Are you strong miners? Are you strong at the hostile grind? You've got to give, uh, players need something to look up to, look at the leaderboards and say, I want to be number three on that board and number one on that board, I'm okay with number five there. Right, the event they're most comfortable with. Yeah, exactly. So, and that's actually kind of why it works with Hero and I, because he gets to be bad cop and takes all the crap from other alliances because his name is on paper as the Admiral, and I get to be good cop. (laughs) Yes. Are there any other uh school any other like I anybody else have like questions or other things too that they want to talk about? Hey country, do you say data or data? Data or data? Um I say information. No, it's data. <laughs> <laughs> no, I say data because that that's what that was the name on the next gen. <laughs> That's almost like a question. Big country, do you sleep on the left side of the bed? <laughs> I'm fat, so I'm usually on my back. <laughs> I take up the whole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got to say, good episode, guys. Uh, it, it's a really good episode. It was a good. Just something different. That's all. For when the real star comes back, Mr. Mr. DJ. I do love his voice. Uh, meantime, I've set up uh, four auto farmers in uh, very low level space, like 21, 22. Four ships catching hostiles. Vita taking advantage of his downtime. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> One last comment on the, the recruiting and the alliance thing. Um, I ran the spreadsheet tracking participation for a long time, and I found the best thing to get people motivated is you actually post the spreadsheet once a month in their, in your Discord, and when people see how they compare to their buddies, everybody picks it up a notch. It's kind of like salesmen at a car sales. Place. Right. <laughs> I, I just used to do that. We yeah. talk or get booted. <laughs> I don't Limit. Uh, in some alliances, it's getting get uh, two ships at once attacked in the system. Oh, if you try to get in the third, it won't work. At least for me, it didn't. <laughs> oh, yeah, here's a good question. How do I work in the I think I got, was that me that got cut off or? Nope. He got cut off. Yep. It's possible I got cut off. Discord loves okay. me today. So okay. when, like, uh, my Vidar, or, yeah, my Vidar, ever since the Borg ended, I really don't use it that much and I don't have time in my day to get to Borg space to grind it out. Well, this should be. It gets you tons well, of credits and rep and all kinds of stuff, dude. Yeah, it's amazing. Right, I, wish, time. I, mean, I uh, wish I could. <laughs> so what's the, uh, what was your question going to be? How, how? That's a real. Yeah, all I had was how yeah. and then I cut off. Because you probably got more stuff to do than I do at level 31. <laughs> go scaly on us. Whoa. Okay, yeah, sorry, Tavi. We can't hear you at all, mate. I'm yeah, sorry. Every time you ask the question, you cut off. But when you make a statement, we hear you clearly. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty bad, mate. I don't know what's going on there. I think was you how would how do you find the time to do all the dailies and then still do the Borg stuff? I think that was your question. Right. Yeah. Get into the Borg stuff. Get into the stuff that's not an event that's not uh, rewarded with extra prizes because I focus on everything that's rewarded with extra prizes. Um, I mean, you know, it's just like anything else when you have a lot to do at home or a lot to do at work, you just prioritize to what you know definitely you know doing the dailies is going to take your priority and um i don't always kill boar probes every day i usually pick like two or three times a week but i usually go in five or six times and um you know i know dj does the level 29 i was talking about doing the level 29 you know my vador is max so i'm lucky with that um and I use five of ten as the captain, and uh, I find the best. I've used a variety of different crews. I really do find the best crew is to use Talam and Chen. Uh, believe it or not, I don't use any other Borg officer. I use five as ten. Uh, you know, Jayla's captain, and then you know, no Jayla here. Talam and Chen. So well. Um, you know, then, you know, Pike, you know, if you have Pike. 
10 shards away from Pike. Bane of my existence. Close. Close. I got him. I got him. I got him. I got him. (laughs) Finally, I got him. Like uh, last week. Dude, I saw some other guy said, I have one shard left. It's been a month. Oh, hopefully you don't run into that. Yeah. So Use um, the transporter pattern. I'm trying to work towards him. I have none yet. I have no transporter patterns. So, uh, no. Oh, I love Pike. Really, he almost doubles my income. I'm so jealous, you. So jealous. DJ, uh, I don't know if hey, he might Pike Morotaban on twenty nines. Well, well, it's up to you, uh, big country man. You can uh, carry on going as long as you want, man. If you if you want to wrap up, we can wrap up and head down into the after party room. It's completely up to you, my friend. Oh, well, I will. You know, as any other, uh, I did talk about. I did see some people making some comments on the uh, the boot. You know, the boot loot thing, and um, you know, we kind of had that. You know, for us as well, we'd much rather keep the. Um, you know, the resources in-house uh, as opposed to, you know, getting into enemy hands. But obviously, we're pretty careful and try to take a couple of things into consideration before we actually boot somebody. So I personally, the first thing I look at, and and for us, we are trying to grow. You know, we're trying to get to 83 members. Um, I'll look and see how much that person has contributed to the alliance. The alliance donations. Yeah, a lot of people don't know when you boot somebody or a member leaves the alliance, whatever donations that they put in is gone. So you got to make those points back up. So uh, that's one of the you know the first things that we'll look at is how much have they contributed to the alliance. Uh, another thing is is that can we even get to the loop? So. To me, like, if you can't boot, you know, or if you can't get the loot and the other person has real estate, then, you know, it's kind of pointless to boot somebody if you if you can't get to it. A lot of times, you know, listen, sometimes people get better positioning. So, you know, that's kind of like the things that I think, you know, um, you know, those are the things that we kind of, you know, take into effect, you know, take into account when we're, Considering that that option, so uh, that that's for us, anyways. I know a lot of people have a lot of different uh, topics, stuff. So, um, well, we appreciate oh, if I could your, change something your in the insight. Game, what would it be? Uh, you know what I, you know what, Wicked Witch. That that's a good question, and actually, I, I'll be honest. You know, if it was me, if I could change one thing in the game, and of course, look, there, there's a lot of bugs in the game, and that's, you know, and, and, and of course it does drive, you know, so obviously that would probably be interesting if we could fix all the bugs. But I think one thing that I, that I kind of, if there's one thing that, and I'm just, I don't want to get like, hopefully I don't offend anybody because I don't mean it, but I, I do think I love the game and I want to see the game grow and I really like the community, but man, there's some like people that, you know, kind of like when people act on the internet, they just like, they're like keyboard warriors and, and stuff. And, 
And I think, you know, to me, it should be like, you know, no fake names. Like, it should be your real name, you know. And I think then people would act, you know, more reasonable to each other. Accountability. As opposed, there'd be, you know, like, there's there's something to this. I think in this game, it's just amazing sometimes how, like, people, some people talk to other people in the community, and that just kind of, like, you know, that kind of bugs me sometimes. That's one thing I wish that was not in the game. I just, I don't think that that's, that's necessary. I think it kind of, kind of. You get that anytime you put people behind a true. faceless yeah, people. Exactly. Avatar. True. Nah, Community like can I be said, harsh. That's just, yeah, that's just one thing that I, if I could change it some way, like that would probably be like my, my wish, you know. So, Many people but I know it's like that with all MMO games. I know that that's, you know, it's just part of the playing a game and what you're going to end up. So, <clears throat> so, <clears throat> well, on that note. <laughs> yeah, real. Edit that out. <laughs> no, we'll keep that in definitely. What are you saying? God, man, it's true. On that note, don't be assholes. So. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, that's a hit. Um, I think we have to, uh, you know, say a big thanks to Gregor and obviously to Big Country for, uh, for the podcast this evening. Um, guys, we are going to head down into the after party room. Uh, we'll remind you as well, gold taping is still going to be in progress down there, um, where you're going to be available, obviously, without the push to talk restrictions. And, uh, we shall see you all down there. Thanks very much, everyone. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having us.